All right, all right. It's already Wednesday, and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for February 21st, 2024. The third of four Wednesdays this month. It's the eighth Wednesday of the year, and it's National Sticky Bun Day. Which, if you don't know, sticky buns are pretty much like cinnamon buns with the icing on top. Maybe you had one for breakfast with your coffee. Maybe you'll have one tonight for dessert. They're delicious. And yes, of course, they're filled with sugar and very fattening like most things that are delicious. All right, in the headlines this Wednesday, GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley says she does not fear Donald Trump and she won't be exiting the race, even if she loses her home state primary coming up on Saturday. I refuse to quit. South Carolina will vote on Saturday. But on Sunday, I'll still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. The latest 538 polling average has Trump leading Haley by more than 30 points in her home state of South Carolina. Early voting has been underway since last week. The actual primary date is Saturday. The current president, meanwhile, in California, we're still in California, preparing for another campaign event after almost falling down the stairs of Air Force One yesterday. Former Trump advisor Sebastian Gorka, host of the Gorka Reality Check on Sundays, filled in for the also under the weather Rob Schmidt last night and spoke about the presidential election with former GOP presidential candidate Governor Mike Huckabee. So there is a a cliche we hear every two years, Governor, that this is the most important election in your lifetime. I think without any hyperbole, This November is the first time where there is not a scintilla of doubt with regards to that that, that statement. It's we're going to be either a free nation with freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association uh, with sanity as it relates to such things as are there men and women are we're going to go down the toilet uh, and it's going to be circling the drain. Uh, It really is. And you're right. We say it every two years. But this time, there's more at stake than just going to the left or going to the right. This time, we're either going up or we're going right down the tubes. Former Arkansas governor and GOP presidential candidate Mike Huckabee on Newsmax. Meanwhile, overseas, the Houthis are not intimidated by the Biden administration. A Pentagon spokesperson said the Iranian-backed rebels used a surface-to-air missile to take down an American MQ-9 Reaper drone off the coast of Yemen. This is the second time, and that drone cost about $30 million. The drone, as of this morning, has not yet been recovered by the U.S. military. And as I hinted at yesterday, at the U.N. Security Council meeting, U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield was the only one to vote not in favor, announcing that the U.S. plans to veto a resolution that demands an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Believe me, I understand the desire for the council to act urgently, to positively shape the situation in line with the Security Council's mandate. Still, that desire cannot blind us to the reality of the situation on the ground. Any action this council takes right now should help not hinder these sensitive and ongoing negotiations. And we believe that the resolution on the table right now would, in fact, negatively impact 
those negotiations. All right. So again, that's U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Linda Thomas-Greenfield. And the current negotiations she's referencing are between the United States, Qatar, and Egypt with Israel and Hamas. This may seem kind of boring, you know, because it's at the U.N., but this is a big deal. And it's also leading to a lot of Arab nations and Arabs in the United States not becoming so fond of Joe Biden. You can read more about the rippling effects of this at Newsmax.com. This was also the topic of discussion on The Chris Salcedo Show. But first, as the Democrat Party has launched an all-out assault on everything American, our Constitution, our rights, our security and prosperity, they've also begun to sever our traditional alliances in favor of nations that share their values, communist socialists and totalitarians. With friends like Democrats, who needs enemies? A cautionary tale for all Americans and citizens of the world. That's my focus in today's preamble. In the 1980s, the left at home and abroad failed. And the left's failure ushered in a level of freedom and prosperity that Americans had earned, but Democrats sought to deny us. But Democrats don't just betray Western values here in America. They undermine our values abroad. Our staunchest ally and only Western society in the Middle East, Israel, is watching as the Biden regime makes a push in the anti-Semitic UN to force a ceasefire and stop Israel from making its final push to wipe out the Iranian-supported terror group, Hamas. I'll have an update on this a little bit later. But for you left-wingers out there who may have forgotten, over 1,400 Jews were slaughtered at the hands of Hamas when the Iranian-backed group stormed the Israeli border, slicing right through human flesh as they killed, raped, and kidnapped their way through the streets of Israel. So why is the Biden regime selling out the Jews in an election year? Well, it turns out they fear the wrath of their pro-Hamas kooks more than they fear Jewish defections at the ballot box. We want to stand up for every single life killed in Gaza. I want you to think of Al-Shama. I want you to think of Rima. I want you to think of Sidra. I want you to think of all of the amazing young children and the people. Again, lives were lost in Gaza. This is the way you can raise our voices. Don't make us even more invisible. Right now, we feel completely neglected and just unseen by our government. If you want us to be louder, then come here and vote uncommitted. Hmm, there she is, Rashida M.F. Tlaib, encouraging her rabid Hamas supporters to skip voting for Joe Biden. I guess those people don't think Joe Biden has shown enough animosity toward Israel, so they're pressuring him to abandon Israel in an election year. And as the world now sees, Biden's regime is complying. Sorry to all you Democrat Jews out there. You lose to the Jew-hating squad. They yell louder than you do. Great no-sugar-coated commentary from Chris Salcedo, host of The Chris Salcedo Show, 4 o'clock weekdays, 4 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is also making headlines today. Kemp has joined South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, saying he will also deploy guardsmen to Texas in response to the ongoing debacle there at the U.S.-Mexican border. Kemp emphasizing that the deployment is pending a formal request from Texas and highlighted the need for federal action from the Biden administration as he and other governors visited the border. Texas Senator Ted Cruz, as you know, is constantly at the border. He joined Eric Bowling for discussion last night. Mitch McConnell, you know, he put together, he got, jumped in bed with Chuck Schumer, 
same Chuck Schumer. And, you know, they put together a couple of packages that were dead on arrival in the House. And, Senator, I want to talk to you a little bit about Mitch McConnell. Um, they put a package yeah. together twice now that, that ignored the border. Well, the first one actually quantified the two million illegals can come into the country. House said, we're not going to pick that one up. And then Mitch McConnell got in bed again with Schumer and said, well, how about this $95 billion taxpayer money, a giveaway to Ukraine, to Israel, to Hamas, loving people in, in Gaza and to Taiwan. And you guys put it together, not you, but McConnell did. Is it time, Senator, you've talked about this. Can can you get rid of Mitch McConnell for the American people, please? Because he's certainly not a conservative in my eyes and in most of my audience's eyes. And why not you, sir? Why aren't you the GOP leader, whether it's minority now or majority come November? Well, listen, Eric, when it comes to frustration with, with Mitch, you, you are preaching to the choir. And I have been vocal for a long, long time. Uh, that Mitch McConnell is not leading the, the Senate Republicans effectively, that he's not fighting for conservative principles, that he's not honoring the promises we made to the voters. That, that divide is fundamental at, at, at the rage and fury people feel towards Washington. This border deal was a debacle from the very beginning. The, the, the bill that was negotiated with Chuck Schumer was an absolute train wreck. Not only did it not secure the border, it made the border worse because what it did is it took Joe Biden's open borders and it codified it. It put it into law. It codified catch and release, which is what's caused these open borders. It normalized, as you noted, 5,000 illegal immigrants a day. That's 1.8 million a year. That's about 6 million over Joe Biden. It normalized that every year into perpetuity, a continuing rolling invasion, it would have put it into statute. When the people came here illegally, it gave them immediate work permits to go to work and get jobs immediately. For some of them, it assigned them taxpayer-funded lawyers. This was a bad bill. And so we killed it. I was proud to stand up and lead the effort to kill this bill. And unfortunately, what did Republican leadership say? Well, if you're not willing to pass a bad bill on border security, then to heck with it, we won't pass any. We'll just fund the Ukraine funding, which is what the Democrats desperately want. Here's what I think the House of Representatives is going to do. I think they're going to take up the bill that the Senate has passed, and I think they're going to attach H.R. 2 to that bill. H.R. 2 is the very strong border security legislation that the House has already passed. It, it would end catch and release. It would build the wall. It would secure the border. In the Senate, I'm the author of H.R. 2, and, and I am fighting for us to pass it, but Chuck Schumer said on day one, absolutely not. Why? Because it would actually secure the border, and we as Democrats, we want those borders open. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the balance with Eric Bowling. I have a couple topics I want to get to. Very quickly, the border, uh, Governor Abbott has said he's going to go ahead and start building the wall. He's going to put an 80-acre base at Eagle Pass. Sounds great, Senator. Uh, just dumb question. What, what what took you all so long? Look, I, I'm glad Texas is leading. Greg Abbott is a, a good friend of mine. He and I have worked together for many years. Um, I, I'm glad Texas is standing up and leading, spending billions of dollars building the wall, putting law enforcement there at the border. Now, understand, under the Constitution, Texas shouldn't have to do any of this. This is the responsibility of right. the federal government. But Joe Biden is refusing to follow the law. And so I'm proud my home state of Texas is saying, you know what? We are being invaded. 
we are being invaded and we're going to exercise our constitutional authority under Article 1, Section 10 to stop an invasion. That is the right thing to do. It's something I've encouraged Greg Abbott, our governor, to do, and I'm glad to see Texas leading. Uh, it, it is a fight. And right now, where is Joe Biden? You've got a battle between Texas and Mexican drug cartels and human traffickers. And the Biden administration yep. has come in on the side of the Mexican drug cartels and human traffickers. The Biden administration is fighting Texas in court, saying, tear down the walls, tear down the barbed wire, let the traffickers in. It is truly Alice in Wonderland. Senator Ted Cruz on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. Catch Eric weeknights at 8 Eastern. There is a lot, a ton of news from a ton of sources, right? Many credible, many not credible circulating every day, especially on social media, right? Where anything, anything having to do with Russia or the former president trends very quickly. Well, you may have seen the headline or headlines about a Russian oligarch getting an autographed pair of Trump sneakers. The New York Post, in fact, called Roman Scharf a Russian CEO, when in fact his company is headquartered in Philadelphia, the same place that the sneaker show where he got the sneakers autographed by Trump was being held. Let's go back to my friend Seb Gorka. Are you one of Putin's cronies? Are you a Russian oligarch, Mr. Scharf? Well, I went from a man that bought $9,000 pair of sneakers to a Russian CEO and then to a Russian oligarch that somehow is utilizing Trump sneakers to filter money to Russia. I found that to be the most amazing part of it. In reality, I'm actually originally from Ukraine. I'm an American. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, and uh, I run a company that sells watches, and I'm a sneakerhead. I like sneakers. All right. Uh, well, I love your story. I, I found out when I looked you up that I'm already following you on Twitter, on Thank X, you. if we have to call it that. So I'd love to meet you in person. You're too busy. You're off to, to Mar-a-Lago. But tell us, I need to know, why did you buy a pair of these high tops with the Trump brand on them? I need to know. Tell me, Roman. It's very, very simple. As I said, I am a sneaker collector. To get a pair of sneakers that was only limited to 50 pairs signed by Donald Trump, who I'm obviously a fan of as well, to me, it was a hell of a collectible purchase. I've already been offered 20000 to sell them, and I'm not. Are you going to keep them forever, or are you going to, maybe, I don't know, around uh, November time or December time, are we going to see them on eBay, Roman? Well, if you if you saw the clip I recorded from one of the social media guys from Trump's team, I said I'd be wearing them in celebration in November. There are other pairs already on sale online as well, some for a lot more than 20,000. But he's holding on to his. Your reaction to what's happening to him every time they come after him? You know what? The funny part I put together is that somewhere, somehow, somebody got a woman that I'm from the for former Soviet Union and I speak the Russian language. Funny how they decided to connect Trump with the words Russia right away. And especially when it went to the next level and they said Russian oligarch. That was my favorite. I got to be honest with you. It's again, it's the catchy titles, right? That's, that's what they went after. It yeah. got all the clickbait in the world. Now, of course, most of those publications changed the titles, issued an apology because they realized that this is, smells like defamation, especially hang when on, they found out. What, what do you say? What do you say? Did they apologize to you or not? Yes, yes. Uh, Daily, the Daily uh, Mail UK changed the title, issued me an apology. Wow. A lot of the people on Twitter that dubbed me a Russian CEO, Russian oligarch, have now changed it to Ukrainian refugee. I'm like, how about just an American? Because that's what I am. <laughs>
American businessman and sneaker collector Roman Scharf on Newsmax and a U.S. military vet, a Ukrainian-American. It's okay to say Ukrainian-American, Japanese-American, Italian-American, Irish-American, Jewish-American, whatever. The common denominator, though, is we're all Americans. Today, more than 150,000 Americans will start getting notices that President Biden has forgiven their student debt as part of the administration's SAVE plan, which is an acronym for Saving on a Valuable Education. That will bring the total number of Americans to have their debt forgiven to nearly 4 million, their student debt forgiven, I should clarify. So that's great news for the people who may or may not be able to actually pay their debt back, but bad news for the tens of millions of people that worked extra jobs, overtime, parents who scraped and saved for years, made sacrifices, and were responsible and met their obligation. What about those people? Why is it the hard-working people, the responsible people that commit to everything that always seem to get the short end of the stick? The SAVE program, by the way, is a program that the Supreme Court did not reject. I'd right, stay up to date on all the news all day here on Newsmax. It's available on most major cable systems, as you know. And go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Get signed up for a free trial if you're not already watching on Newsmax Plus. It includes all of your favorite shows like Rob Schmidt Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling, The Record with Greta, Greg Kelly Reports, Frontline with Carl Higby, Wake Up America, uh, Bianca De La Garza on Newsline and great analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and others. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Please share it with your friends and family. Don't forget, it is now available on the Newsmax Rumble page and the Newsmax YouTube page. YouTube page. <laughs> it's a YouTube page. Enjoy the rest of your day. Keep on. Fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.